1: Hi, I'm Hafsa and welcome to the Mind Pretty Soul podcast, where I get to talk about that which gives you peace of mind, keep you looking pretty and the things that make your soul sing with incredible women that inspire me. In the blink of an eye, March is now upon us. It's been a long, dark winter for many of us thanks to the lockdown, but I'm so excited that the sun will set at 7.30pm by the end of March. Longer days and shorter nights. I cannot wait. Something else I can't wait for is the newsletter. If you aren't in the know, Mind Pretty Soul actually started as a newsletter in 2016. So going back to its origins fills me with so much joy. If you've subscribed already, you'd have received the first newsletter by now. But if you're not subscribed, I've left a link in the show notes. It will be a monthly newsletter where I'll just share some exclusive content, podcast news and more. So watch this space. Moving on let's talk about mind. For a while I was cooped up at home for days on end and I had little motivation to really leave the house but all of a sudden I think I've just caught the walking bug again. <laughs> with the UK lockdown rules allowing you to meet one person outside of your household, I've recruited two walking buddies who interestingly enough have been guests on the podcast. So the first is Pfizer Sheikh, who I actually walked around Borough Market and surrounding areas with and the second is Nirvana Sultani. She recently forced me out of the house to go on the most scenic walk from London Zoo all the way to Portobello Market through the Regent's Canal. It was a beautiful walk and if you can I'd absolutely recommend you do it if you are in London definitely don't underestimate the power of walking now onto pretty I've always been a bit of a fragrance junkie and the few times I've talked about fragrance with guests in the past I'm sure that you've just been able to tell really (laughs) with that said even in the lockdown i've been spritzing generous amounts of the good stuff and lately i've been obsessed with more gourmand fragrances so i sound like a cliche right now but i've been totally totally obsessed with the black opium fragrance from ysl for example killian's love don't be shy and lancome's la Via belle which are chock full of irresistible dessert notes like vanilla and tonka and for example love don't be shy is like orange blossomy as well as like caramelly and candy floss and you've also even got some coffee notes for example in why it sells black opium so you just feel like you're just like a walking dessert really despite having worked at an niche fragrance brand before though these mainstream fragrance brands are hugely popular for a reason so they are that good Finally, what's been making my soul sing in spite of the lockdown? Well, making food content. Some of you may know that Nirvana and I work on Dish Your Herbs, a platform dedicated to sharing how to incorporate herbs into everyday cooking. Filming and editing has been so therapeutic for me and getting to eat the food that I actually make is a plus two of course. I'll share the link to our page in the show notes below, but the recipes we've shared vary from, for example, a CBD and blueberry iced tea to the most delicious calendula-infused salted caramel. so moving on to the episode, it's one that I'm really excited about, mainly because my guest and I talk about something that I've actually never covered on the podcast before, children. I had the most wholesome conversation with Ayan Ali, a mother of two with a passion for children's emotional well-being and literacy, and she's actually currently studying to become an early years educator. Having spotted a gap in the market when it came to mental health resources for black and brown children, Ayan founded My Positivity Cards, which are positive affirmation cards for kids the cutest illustrations and they've been inspired by her own children. We talked about love languages in the context of childhood, diversity and representation in children's books, how she's addressed that with My Positivity Cards and her business journey. Happy listening. Welcome to Mind Pretty Soul, Ayan. How are you?
2: I'm doing well, thank you Hafsa. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. Thank you for making the time to sit down and carve out some time to have a chat with me today. I'm really excited for this conversation actually when I first came across your work and my positivity cards I was like yeah I have to speak to her. So who
2: is AM? Well who am I? (laughs) I think it's always an interesting question isn't it? Um, I think first and foremost I'm a mother. I've got two beautiful children. They are aged uh, one is nearly three now in January and a six-year-old. So you know I spend my day-to-day really just being their mom and then everything else. So I've got a background in psychology. I finished my degree many years ago in criminology and psychology, actually, but I steered, my interest is mainly towards psychology and mental health. And yeah, just been doing different things over the years, but my passion has always been around the well-being of children, um, obviously as a mother, but also finding ways to get them understanding their emotions you know over the different stages in their development and things like that I always wanted to make sure that they would have you know positive mental health but also understand that it's okay also to have negative feelings and how to deal with them and express them in a healthy way.
1: I'm not a parent but I'm really intrigued by children development only because I see the way my nieces, my nephews, my cousins, children of my friends to see how they grow Incrementally, and I might go a week without seeing the kids in my life, and then you'll see that they've grown immensely, not even just physically Absolutely. but mentally, or they've learned a few yeah. new words or the new like they have gestures, and mm. the way they mature just fascinates me so much and so is this something that you've been interested in since you've become a mum, or was this something that you were interested in prior to becoming a mother?
2: um yeah, so I've been interested in it, I would say since I've been a mom, um, well since I got pregnant with my daughter. My first child so you you know when you get pregnant you want to find out everything about child development what you're going to be doing raising this child how you can you know look after it and all of that stuff but for me because I've studied psychology I wasn't just interested in the physical development I was also interested in you know what is good for their emotional literacy what's good for their well-being what's good for their you know how do we stimulate them how how do they develop into wholesome human beings so reading was a big part of that. And I started getting lots of books um, for my daughter, even as a baby. I was just reading a lot to her and that would help her with um, sort of understanding the different tones in language. And even though she couldn't speak, she was taking in information and I knew she was learning by watching the things that she would do and and the way that she would be, you know, examining my face. And babies love to look at facial expressions as well. So I just found it. Yeah. And it's really fascinating because you know, sometimes you think um, they're warm to certain people and not to other people. All of that instinct that they have um, can tell you that they, they, they know a lot more, even if they can't express themselves. They can pick up, you know, the vibe in the room. They can pick up people's energy. Um, so I just always found it really, really interesting. And that just, yeah, then one thing kind of went to another. I started becoming an independent bookseller and um, selling children's books because I was really passionate about it. And then I discovered sort of the gap in in the market around having books for children that have more representation. You know, I'm from the Somali uh, background, and I wanted my children to have things that also represent them. And yeah, I think subconsciously, this has all kind of been leading towards my positivity cards, where it's the representation as well as sort of the mental health um, and well-being support for children just merged into these affirmation cards.
1: I love the idea of the affirmation cards, by the way. I think it's amazing that you have the ability to, or rather children have the ability to read these cards that affirm great things into themselves and they see children that look like them you know you see there are two beautiful illustrations of black children on the cards and the affirmations I love it I'm going to get some for my my nieces and my nephews and the kids in my life because I love it because I personally love to read affirmations to them and from a young age my nephew in particular I think he was about two years old when I start telling him I want Mm. you to say, I am amazing. I love myself. I can do it. I can do anything. And so you want children to affirm goodness into themselves. You want them to have a really good sense of self-esteem, a good sense of character. I'm not a parent, so I can't necessarily say that, but I feel like it's just so important to do. And because I'm so active in these children's lives, it's amazing to actually see just how they grow as a result.
2: They say it takes a village to raise a child, right? So even if you're not a parent, you know, the cards that I've created I've created for parents carers and educators so anyone in the lives of children that you know lots of great aunts and and grandparents they look after children they spend time with them and they've also got that responsibility to um, you know build their character and children take parts of different people and and form their personalities Uh, there's there's parents whose children don't have any of their traits but they have it of the aunties or the grandparents or Whichever way you know who they lean towards and get that, you know, affirmations from as well. And I know parents often speak to me about. The way that they empower their children, they uplift their children and they tell them, you know, lots of lovely language around telling them that they love them and care for them and that they're proud of them. But the cards really are a tool for children to use for themselves, like you said, that they can say it about themselves because that self-validation is so important. You know, we often try to get it externally and then get disappointed if we don't. Yeah. Or some children's love language is to words of affirmation so they tell their friends constantly you know that they're great they look pretty but they don't get it back and that's why they have to give it to themselves and you don't want to you know want them to be disappointed by the way the world will treat them there's an increase in children's Um, deterioration of their mental health in primary school and that was really concerning for me because I think primary school they should just be children they shouldn't have any mental health issues you know they get pressures of exams and sets and things that just create anxiety and stress in children and I just think let them play let them learn let them have fun and give them support at home where you know they can then take that into their adult lives and hopefully not need a therapist.
1: <laughs> I never thought of love languages applying to children. I just haven't thought yeah. of that in that context. I've heard of using someone's love the language adult. in the context yeah. of, for example, even work, you might be managing someone or you are yeah. managed by someone and how do you best work with your manager or the people that you are managing or yeah. a client, for example, or a supplier. But for children, that blows yeah. my mind because if I can think of, like my own love language personally one of my love languages is words of affirmation I love to be told like the best things right but as a child come to think of it there is that theory where your love language as an adult kind of stems from your childhood to begin with so affirming greatness into these children by affirming things like I am amazing I am great or Mm -hmm. other affirmations like you said, you can also help them kind of build good self-esteem and you just want them mm. to enjoy themselves, but also it can kind of give them the great tools that they need to be a healthy adult as well, I believe in that case.
2: That Yeah, it exactly. Have It's that inner happiness that you're trying to create for them so that when they do form future relationships, whether it's work, whether it's marriage, you know, friendship relationships, they don't seek that happiness from other people. They already know how to tap into their inner happiness. I, I looked into the love languages in the past as well. And I actually found a book, the same author of the love languages has a book for children as well, um, how to look into the love languages of your children. My son is nearly three. So it's. they say after the age of two, you can kind of start to see what love language that child is. But my daughter Oh my goodness, her love language is so clear as day. You everybody that knows about love languages would be like, Okay, her love language is physical touch. Aww. Because she loves to get hugs, <laughs> she loves the kisses, she, kiss, she loves to cuddle, often asks me for cuddle time and things like that. And Aww. the thing is, my love language is not physical touch whatsoever. Yeah. So I've had to adjust in order to meet her needs, her emotional needs, and Become more, you know, I, I would hug and things like that, but it wouldn't be to the extent that how she needs it. So it's funny how you have to kind of understand what what your child needs, speak their love language, and give that to them, but at the same time give them the tools to be okay with if they don't get it, you know. So yeah, I always found it really, really interesting that children's love languages, understanding it are they children who appreciate you know homemade or handmade gifts is that their love language do they get really excited when it's their birthday and do they constantly think about other people and getting gifts for them because then that tells you that gifts are their love language and maybe yeah. Treat them to you know little gifts here and there. It's interesting. And I think the way the affirmation cards can be used with the children, especially the younger ones, is really using them as a tool of a conversation starter and getting the children to recognize the facial expressions of the characters, recognize what category of emotion that these um, expressions fall under and understanding that there's a range of different emotions. So giving them the vocabulary of not just happy, sad, angry, but frustrated and exhausted and appreciative, helpful, all these different things. And, And actually with my son who's nearly three you know we're going through that fantastic uh, stage of, of the terrible twos at the moment which is just amazing isn't it and with that he actually what I've realized is taking on new emotions that he has never felt before so mm. when you look into it children aren't born with all full emotions yet they've got a, a vast range of it but they they don't comprehend the emotions as much so he's now understanding emotions like guilt so you wouldn't think it a two or three year old would understand what guilt means. But that can be overwhelming. That can be strange for him. So sometimes it's just about getting down to their eye level, looking at them and always making that eye contact and saying to them, right, look, let's have a breather. Let's talk. What is it that you're upset about? And trying to get them to explain in simple terms. But it has helped me as a mother to just become more patient and calm down myself because... (laughs) If you don't try to look at the world from their point of view, it can be really frustrating because all you want is, come on, let's do this, let's go, let's get you this and come and, you know, be good at this or be good at that and and I'll be proud of you. But it can't be a conditional thing, you know, when it comes to parenting, it has to be something where, you know, everybody understands each other and... yeah you communicate and that creates that healthy relationship.
1: I'm so blown away by just the way you describe it as well. So to me, it sounds like the affirmation cards that you've created have had such intention behind it, such thought. Like you, you just sound so knowledgeable that I can only imagine that you've put a lot of thought into the cards as well. And so I'm wondering, what was the process like for you to create the cards as well? What was it like? Did you decide on your specific affirmations and how did you go about choosing them and did you look into other aspects of creating the cards whether it's I don't know even down to like the font or anything so Mm. yeah what was the nitty-gritty behind it all?
2: Yeah, it was definitely a process. Uh, you know, it was all in my head for many years, and it took a while for it to actually come down into and, and manifest it into an actual product. But yeah, I wanted the cards to be bright and colorful. I wanted them to be something that children would like, and when they're walking in a the shop, they look at it and to say, "This is what I want to buy." I chose to name my positivity cards because I wanted them to have to claim the cards and say, "Can I have my positivity cards?" and it's something for them, so it's not necessarily something for the parents it's something that the parent gives the child the skills to use for themselves as they grow up I also wanted the actual statements and you know I wanted them to be statements that are somewhat challenging I didn't want them to be too simple I wanted some simple language but also new words that children may not have come across before like empathy Mm. Um, I wanted words in their self-love how to love their skin body hair I wanted them to think about positive attributes to their character, such as charitability. I wanted them to, to, you know, learn about volunteering through the cards. So one of the statement cards says, I am helpful. I like to volunteer my time. And it's it's got a character, you know, Idil um, on a bake sale. So wow. I wanted children to... To kind of find ways where they can learn about the words, but also actions that can follow with that and build their character and find out why it's important to do these things, why it's important to give back. And that's where you find the happiness, not from consuming things for yourself, but to be of service to other people. And children, they do this naturally. A lot of the times, you know, whether it's in the playground and they see a child that's hurt and they go over and help them or um, they don't want other children to be left out. They already do things that are quite noble and you think wow you know they, I didn't know that they thought of this themselves but one of the ways that I wanted the cards to be viewed as well is for parents to have that quality time to sit down or even teachers you know whether they have circle time at school and talk about the cards but also ask the children to give you examples of when they've recognized themselves doing the action on the card So one of the ways is I am unique. So there's a card with the little character, um, Ilmi, the little Somali boy, and it says, I am unique. Um, You know, I'm special just the way I am and that kind of thing. So then you ask the child, can you describe something about you that's unique? And it might get difficult. You know, these conversations won't always be straightforward, but it's about getting the child to think about themselves in those ways and come back to you even another day where they're like, you know what, mommy, actually, do you remember that conversation we had about uniqueness? I know why I'm unique because of this. And they've thought about it. So really trying to get children to become thinkers, to become doers, believers, everything, really, just be, being amazing little human beings. The fund, I wanted it to be um, childlike and almost written like a child. and mm. um, I've had an amazing illustrator. Shout out to Azra uh, Mumin. She's from Canada and she's absolutely amazing. I've got, I tag her on all my pictures on Instagram as well. So yeah, she's she's really brought my vision to life when I said I wanted the characters to resemble Somali children. I was inspired by my own children when it comes to the age yeah the age range the girl is about five six years old the boy is about two three so like a toddler and his big sister type of thing
1: oh that's a lovely um
2: and yeah I, w- I want them to be characters where not just children who are from Somali background can relate to but just children that other children want to be like because exactly. of the positive you know message behind the cards
1: we were having a conversation the other day that It should just be the norm that children see characters that reflect them, you know, to see that I'm reading a book with a kid who has curly hair just like me or has um, darker skin like I do or whatever. It shouldn't be a, wow, oh my goodness, this is so new and it's such a novel Mm. thing. For us as adults, it is because personally, I didn't really grow up with a lot of books with characters that looked like me. Although I think my parents, especially my dad was quite conscious Mm. about giving me books um, yeah. That did look like myself, but at the same time, in school, I certainly wasn't given books mm. constantly on a constant, consistent basis with children that looked like me or had a similar background to me. There are a few books that stand out, like a book called Handa's Surprise, I think, and mm. I can't remember where it is, but or well, sorry, where it's based. But it's a girl who is somewhere random, and she's got like fruits on the like in a basket on her head, and I think yeah. each each time that she progresses on her journey a fruit kind of falls out of her basket or something. I can't remember, but really there aren't many books that I thought, wow, they look like me. And so Mm. you would hope that the generations after us, like your children, for example, and the other children that would use these cards aren't phased by seeing a child that looks like them. It's just the norm. So the more and more we see stuff like this, it's amazing. And I love that they're inspired by your own children. It's kind of like a tribute
2: yeah oh yeah my daughter when she saw the whole process she was like oh my god is that me is that me and I was like (laughs) (laughs) it's a character don't worry darling it's a character you know it's, it's for all children and things like that and I think unless you show children that people like them can be authors can be doctors can be scientists can be engineers artists storytellers you know whatever unless you show who they are to the children they wouldn't necessarily think of themselves like that. You know, they wouldn't necessarily feel like it's a possibility because sometimes we do feel boxed in. We do feel underrepresented. Um, And I really wanted also to get her involved in showing her that you know, this is the idea that mommy has and what do you think about it? Because with my daughter, for the past three years I've been consciously working on getting her to be able to navigate her emotions, talk about them, understand what they mean, and just be more a more confident child because bullying is a real thing. You know, luckily she's she hasn't experienced bullying, but it could happen at any time. You know, it could happen to any child. And even if it's not her that's getting bullied, I want her to be able to stick up for a child that is being bullied and to be able to be that um, supportive friend for people and for for her friends. So yeah, I, I just make sure that I have those conversations because children, you can start as young as possible. Even toddlers understand, you know, expressions and emotions and a repeating positive statements the more that they hear things the more they pick it up and they're, they're just a sponge and they absorb all that information and before you know it you got your three-year-old saying their po- daily positive affirmations you know it really does happen
1: yeah how have people received it how have you had a huge response to it and what's the feedback been like
2: Oh, you know what? I just get so overwhelmed with gratitude, with the kind, you know, messages that I've been receiving and people really understanding the real need for it as well. Because what when I knew that I was doing positive affirmations with my child, I thought, why not have something tangible that I can use with her? And then I thought, well, why can't I just make it for other people as well? And I feel like, you know, one of my customers, she sent me the sweetest message. And I just thought, wow. She said, thank you so much for sharing what you love with your child, with our children. And this is exactly what my intention behind the products were. I see what, you know, the benefits of it with my own children and I want to share that with other parents and other educators and carers of children to be able to have something to use with their children so yeah other feedback has been around children saying that the cards look like them and they thought it was them you know on the card and and they couldn't believe that they had cards that represented them and just really amazing feedback I couldn't be more grateful you know and I really want to in the future hopefully continue with with the journey of the characters Idil and Ilmi to become you know Idil and Ilmi going on their own adventures and overcoming obstacles and becoming these little characters in storybooks or apps or games or whatever the future holds for them, I guess. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. This is one of the things that I just did on the side, just to, you know, see where, where it would go. But I hope to be able to just be just a full-time, you know, business person that just creates things that people can benefit from and find ways to connect with other parents and share stories and ideas and feedback about ways that you know you can help your child to become the best version of themselves.
1: Definitely and you mentioned feeling excited about the future and possible trajectory how did you feel when it came to actually working on it all and you mentioned for example being a businesswoman, how did you feel when it came to like the business element of it behind the scenes and working on
2: it? Yeah, yeah. What was that like for you? It, oh gosh, it was like going into the dark. You know, <laughs> really difficult. I think there's so much that goes into businesses, like when you're doing the research, finding out where to get printing done, finding out you know what the the size of the cards should be. I even had to figure out the weight of the card you know the actual weight of the paper um you know that's got a specific material and weight so there's so many different things and um there were definitely mistakes made along the way you know it's never going to be a smooth journey when you do something for the first time but I always think if you've got the will and perseverance you just have to keep pushing and figure out eventually it will come together but I'm happy to go through it that way and actually learn um, during the process rather than telling myself oh yeah I can't do it you know let's just forget about it because then that would be doing a disservice to my children and showing them as soon as something gets difficult just give up and I'd never want to be that person I want to be able to set that example for them to always push through and then that way they, they've got more of a realistic um, perception of life as well.
1: Yeah, and they have their mum to look up to as well. My mum has created these amazing cards. My mum works hard, and my mum's doing this. And oh, thank you. You would think that it would kind of add to their psyche that they see Mm. a woman who is doing so well for herself, and that kind of encourages them as well. I assume.
2: Well, I would hope so. Um, And to be honest, for me, it's making sure that I'm also finding that balance between chasing my dreams, but also being present to not forget about them and. Their lives. A lot of the things I do take time because in between I'm doing things with the children, where I just have to put life on hold to make sure I'm also focusing on them. And and I know a lot of people struggle with that as well. But we can only you know try our best really.
1: And in between being a mum, running a business, how do you take care of yourself? What do you do to just kind of come back to yourself and feel that at least you've got something left for yourself in between your many roles and responsibilities?
2: That's a really good question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, I definitely make sure that I have my moments at night. So I have a very strict bedtime routine for my children. They have to be asleep by 7.30 every night, whether it's the weekend or weekdays. And that way they get their rest at night and I have my evenings and then they're up again in the morning because even if they sleep late, they still get up early. So I have this evening that I always look forward to where I can just you know relax calm down and um, just be alone with my thoughts and I love to journal I try to do it every night where I just take you know 10-15 minutes where I just you know write a little gratitude list but also what went wrong today how did it make me feel what am I going to do differently and just plan for the day ahead so I make sure that I'm not overwhelmed in the morning by getting the kids ready and getting their breakfast done and everything. I make sure that I plan the night before what we're going to be doing the next day and get their clothes ready, my clothes ready. Everything has to be sorted so that there's no you know, limited stress possible. But yeah, I definitely make sure that I take time to myself by journaling, having a hot bath or um, just relaxing in the evening, whether it's watching Netflix, whatever, make sure that I just have my moments to myself at night so yeah, I night wish I could tell you yeah, I time. go on holiday and you know I can't <laughs> work, but yeah lockdown <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> we're definitely watch. not going on holiday we're definitely not going on holiday um for those I listening can't even think time, about
2: it yeah no
1: we can't I mean at the time of recording this and um, for those listening we've gone into tier four which is pretty much like a lockdown light so there's definitely yeah. no traveling but how is it so you live in Birmingham how has yes it been in Birmingham actually for you
2: It has been pretty much similar to London, Um, so we're in tier three as far as I know, I don't think we've moved up to um, tier four yet, but yeah, it's just been um, really strange, you know, everything is closed, the only places open are the high street shops and um, I think the barbers and hairdressers are open and just the normal supermarkets, it's just strange, the feeling of constant uncertainty and what's happening next i've had with my daughter um she was sent home one day where you know they phoned me to pick her up because the child in her class tested positive for covid so her whole class had to close uh for 10 days Uh, the bubble closure yeah so then you think as soon as those 10 days are over you send your child back you're worried but at the same time you think when are they going to be sent back home again so you you're constantly kind of on an edge as to what will happen next um and I think you know a lot of people are feeling quite disappointed with the fact that they can't see their family over Christmas and things like that yeah Um, it's
1: very strange like I was looking very forward to being able to spend time with my family and see my family who I haven't been with in a while and usually like the Christmas holidays is great because we've got family that will come from the different cities and my brother studies out of London so I wouldn't have seen Mm. him for months and that time that you have together i personally think i've just really taken it for granted really oh yeah because yeah. now that we're told you can't actually spend time with different households you just like you just kind of think well i should have actually appreciated those times when i had that you know but then i guess mm. that's just human nature if things are a regular occurrence in your life yeah. you begin to take them for granted because you just think that they are staples in your life but i think we should definitely appreciate every little granular detail in our lives honestly and i think 2020 has taught us that although at the time of listening it will be 2021 but we would hope that yeah. speaking from the past things yeah. would have at least changed a little bit by 2021 oh,
2: absolutely i always try to look at um you know how can we make this situation that uh, that looks quite negative into positive and the positives i would take away from you know the year that we've had is really about people taking um ownership and accountability of their own mental health and you know actively trying to improve their mental health by you know being closer to nature communicating more finding ways to connect with people that isn't you know face to face people are still making an effort um, and maybe picking up the phone a bit more speaking to their friends whether it's over zoom whether it's over facetime um, and also just appreciating, like you said, the things that we took for granted. So as difficult as the year has been, uh, you know, I hope um, for the next year going forward that we at least take those um, lessons and try to apply them to our lives more and and check in on our friends, make sure that everybody's doing okay, make sure we take time for ourselves going on those long walks in nature, going on hikes and and taking care of our own mental health and our children's as well. Um, Yeah, I think it's, Everything is a lesson, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. And is there anything that you would say to future Ayan in 2021? Is there anything that you tell her?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Just keep going.
1: Keep going.
2: Keep going, yeah. I think we just don't know what the future holds. um, And we haven't got any time for regrets or anything like that. We just have to keep going, uh, keep powering on. um, And just, you know, I would say, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think I hold back quite a lot. I'm one of those people that overthinks everything (laughs) and I try yeah I try to stop being in my head so much and just going with the flow a bit more when it comes to doing things outside of my comfort zone and this podcast to be honest I feel is, is part of that really I think if maybe a year or two years ago you would have asked me I would have probably been like oh no no I can't I'm too shy or things like that whereas now I think what a shame if I don't take the opportunity to talk about my positivity cards and, you know, scream about it a bit more and speak to people about it a bit more because I do have that passion for it and I want to make sure that I'm not doing the cards a disservice or the idea um, or the message really. That means getting out of my comfort zone, then, you know, keep going. <laughs> That's what well, I would say. Well
1: done for doing it. Well done because I have been there. I've been the person that hasn't been the most eager to put myself out there sometimes and then I realized um at the end of last year at the end of 2019 I thought to myself yeah. well I have to be fearless if I want to actually achieve the things that's that a beautiful I word to fearless achieve. fearless yes. you have to be I think you yes. have to kind of have this idea of if I want to achieve something I have to be completely audacious I have to be completely shameless and fearless about going for what I want and I realized that to an extent I would have to put myself out there a little bit more. Yeah. To the level that I'm comfortable with. But then sometimes you might have that comfort zone that isn't necessarily to your benefit. Sometimes it can actually be to your detriment. And so I thought, okay, I have to actually get comfortable with discomfort and see why is it that I'm a bit hesitant to put myself out there on camera, for example, or Mm. to put myself out there in terms of my work and just being a bit more vulnerable and open with people. And I realized that when I have been vulnerable, those have been those moments where certain doors have been kind of unlocked and opened for me and the rewards and the benefits are just endless
2: absolutely and look at you now with the podcast i just love every episode you know thank you <laughs> I'm, and i'm honestly <laughs> so honored much. honored to even be a guest on it because it does show when you do follow your passions and you know what you're good at you know what you know you have to offer to people and you show that to the world people are accepting people are you know inspired even and and it's a, it's an amazing thing What would you say to yourself with the future (laughs) Hafsa? I'm I'm acting like I'm the interviewer.
1: (laughs) I'm the interviewee. Okay, tables (laughs) have turned. (laughs) What would I say to the future me? Future me, I would say have your expectations, but then be flexible with them as well. So be flexible because if 2020 taught me anything, it was to be flexible. I have Mm -hmm. to be flexible. So be flexible whilst also having your goals, but don't be afraid to switch things up a little bit if you need to.
2: Yeah great
1: and on that note we've ended it on such a beautiful note we've come to the end of the episode Ayana, and i'm really really glad that we've had this conversation i feel like it's such a wholesome conversation and i'm gonna have a bit of a spring in my step today as i go about oh. my day so where can we find you on socials Ayana?
2: um you can find me on instagram and facebook um, my positivity cards just all joined together um and yeah the cards are available just on my Instagram to Bye. so you can contact me on there and then i can give you all the details
1: please check her cards out they are amazing and i hope you've enjoyed listening today feel free to leave a comment on my instagram or on twitter or if you want to leave a review please do or subscribe on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you might listen to your podcast thank you very much for listening stay safe and have a lovely day bye